Hello and welcome back to episode 7 of the Bi-Week Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about players that are trending up and players that are trending down in fantasy. And then we're going to talk about our top 5 teams. We've seen most teams play 6 games and we're going to talk about our 5 teams going from 1 to 5. And then we're going to talk about our bottom 5 teams, the bottom feeders, teams that we think are pretty much the worst in the league. And then we're going to look at our week 6 game pick overview. The last few weeks we've been looking at every single game and you know, choosing which one you think is going to win the game. And we're going to look back at week six and see how well we did. And then we're going to move to week seven and pick all of those games. And then to finish it off, we're going to talk about giving up or hold steady. Pretty much that's players in fantasy that you're either giving up on and you've lost hope or you're holding steady and still have hope that they can make a comeback and be fantasy viable. Awesome. Let's start with some trending up and trending down fantasy players. Quinn, you want to start? Sure. Uh, I have Jamar Chase as uh, trending up. He dropped 35 points this week along with Joe Burrow. And it's starting to show the Jamar Chase from last year, right? That top five uh, fantasy wide receiver. Going into this week, he was position ranked 10. But I think now he's position ranked 6 after that big uh, game. He's had 10 plus targets the past two weeks. And so I think he's starting to... um, open up his true potential for this year. Yeah, I like that take because I was really starting to get worried that Jamar Chase wasn't going to hit that potential and especially follow up after last year. But now I think Burroughs hit his stride because, you know, he had a rough couple weeks to start the season. Now Jamar is starting to come along. I'm really happy, and yeah, I agree that uh, he's definitely trending up. Another guy I've got trending up, missed the first couple weeks of the season but then has backed it up with a couple solid performances, is Rondale Moore. He, every single week, he has improved in the amount of targets he's gotten. He went from 5 to 8 to 10. He's hit double digits in fantasy points over each of the last two weeks. And, you know, while he's not at that, even like, I don't think you would put him as a wide receiver one or two, he's starting to enter that solid flex area, and or at least he should be picked up in your league. So Rondale Moore is definitely someone I have. Sure, sure. Yeah, I agree, especially with Marquise Brown. Uh, with maybe a season-ending injury, this could have... Uh, Raise the role for Rondell Moore in that offense. Another player I have trending up is Adam Thielen. You know, the first week made us think that maybe this was the year that the veteran was going to lose his steam and become irrelevant in fantasy. But ever since that first week, he's had seven-plus targets in five straight games, which makes him very consistent, and he still has a serious role as that wide receiver two behind Jefferson. Throughout his career, he's also been a massive red zone target, and that still is the case. As long as that high-powered offense keeps scoring and they keep throwing the ball they do, Thielen is someone I roster moving forward. Yeah, I agree. That Vikings offense looks very powerful right now. And Adam Thielen also gets a lot of uh, red zone targets. So I do think he's a viable fantasy uh, start. Uh, Moving to the tight end position, I have David Njoku as a trending up. He's position ranked six among tight ends this year. And, I mean, personally, I think he could finish uh, at the position rank three role. Uh, he, like, after the first two games, he got a combined seven points, but now his his floor is six targets a game, and he's averaging almost 15 yards per catch. So I think he has really become a standard start every single week, and I think he's only going to get better from here. Yeah, and, you know, picking up on that tight end position, someone who I have trending down, who I know we were all really high on earlier this season, Tyler Conklin. I thought he was going to be a great guy in the league, but then he's in the last three weeks, he had a game with only three receptions and five targets, then followed that up with a game with one target, no catches. And then last, and then yesterday only had two targets, one reception. He's had a total of 2.7 fantasy points over the last two weeks. He's really started to fall off and it's been a trend since the beginning. He had a great couple weeks to start the season but it's just been all downhill since then. I think with Zach Wilson, I, th- I know Flacco loved to hit him, but I just don't think Zach Wilson likes to hit Tyler Conklin. Yeah, I think that Tyler Conklin in the last few weeks has been alarming. Another person I actually have is trending up as a tight end position is George Kittle. He caught eight balls off 10 targets against the Falcons in a season breakout game that I knew had to be coming. The 49ers have become a very run-heavy team, but we saw it yesterday. When that run doesn't work, they start throwing the ball, and when they do, Garoppolo loves to target Kittle. He had, yeah, like I said, he had eight catches on 10 targets, which is his season high. Um, we also saw Kittle run significantly more routes than he previously had as he was blocking a lot. So when that negative game script happens and they need to throw the ball, we can see Kittle catching a lot of balls, which he hadn't earlier in the year. Yeah, and it's sad because I, I really agree with that take because 
you know, now that the Niners are not really hitting their stride as much as they were earlier this season, I'm starting to feel like Kittle and a lot of those pass catchers on that team are going to have it. Like, I feel like they are all going to be trending up because the Niners are going to have to be passing the ball if they're going to be down in games. Like, this week was unacceptable. Like, you can't lose that game. And then they go and lose by two scores. And, yeah, so I think they're going to be passing the ball a lot. I think all of those 49ers pass catchers are really trending up. Yeah, Ayuk too, for sure. Yeah, the 49ers have – this offense is not like it was last year with Jimmy G, and I think George Kittle has been underutilized recently. And so George Kittle is going to have to be the difference maker in this offense to start to help them catch their stride. So I love that take. Yeah, a guy who I have now trending down as well um, – it's been a really staggering drop off and we were all everyone's been saying that he was going to drop off and he finally did Clyde Edwards Elaire. These last two weeks have just been miserable. Under 10 carries in both games, 6.5 in one game and 3.3 last week. It, he was very touchdown dependent and everyone was calling it out but Clyde owners they were like, "Oh, no, 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 he can keep it up. Touchdowns are just not consistency. He has been someone way too touchdown dependent and it's now showing." I also have Clyde Edwards-Alaris on my trending down list. Exactly what Cole said. Touchdown regression happens, and it finally hit him. He was not going to be able to keep this stride the whole season, and we can for sure see that now. Also, he's only had double-digit carries one time this season, which shows that even when he's not getting touchdowns, he doesn't have that upside as someone who's going to carry the rock a lot of times. These last two weeks, he's been less than seven points. That's what I see CEH usually getting, as long as he's not getting that slant touchdown that he had like for the first four weeks in a row. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. He finally dropped off. People have been saying it for weeks, and like Cole said, uh, those touchdowns ran out, and now he is not a great fantasy option. Uh, another Sticking with the running back position, I have A.J. Dillon. He has not gotten more than 10 points since week one, and the Pack Packers offense in general is really struggling right now, and A.J. Dillon only has one touchdown on the year, and I'm really not seeing any upside from anyone out of that backfield, especially A.J. Dillon, because he's still contending with Aaron Jones. So I have him as a trending down. Yeah, but someone who I do have on, on my trending up is a Packers receiver, because now that the Packers are starting to struggle, I think Alan Lazard is blowing up. He's had over 10-plus points in each of the last four games, 14 points, 17 points, 14 points, 17 points again. He's becoming an absolute machine in that offense. And while as a whole the Packers are struggling, Alan Lazard, now that he's in wide receiver one, is really finding his stride. He's someone I have trending up. And if you if you can get him in your league or trade for him, I say you go out and get him. I completely agree. His, his big frame also makes him really important near the red zone, so that helps fantasy even more. Someone I do have trending down, though, in the wide receiver position is Drake London. Look, this offense is really run heavy, and yet it works. Arthur Smith has dialed up a coaching scheme that can win and or keep games close pretty much every week. Drake London, along with the other pass catchers, aren't really a part of that scheme, and that's not going to change anytime soon. We've seen him contend with good teams and beat good teams. With such a low passing offense, London's floor is practically zero, and his ceiling is a few catches and maybe a touchdown if you're lucky. I'm, I'm really trending down on Drake London. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That Atlanta passing game is not good right now, and it does seem that they are heavily relying on the run game. Uh, sticking with the... Uh, another running back I have as trending down is James Robinson. Uh, over the past three weeks, he has gotten two, five, and six points, and ETN is starting uh, to steal those carries. Um, and this Jaguars offense also has been struggling in the past couple of weeks, and this is a drastic drop for James Robinson. Like we were saying just two, three weeks ago, James Robinson is going to start falling off, and he finally has, so he is trending down. So would you rather have James Robinson or Travis Etienne on your team for the, going forward for the rest of the season? I think I would rather have Etienne. Yeah, I got to say, I would agree. Blake, what would... I'd rather have Etienne just because he's starting to be used more in the passing game and they have a similar role in the running game, so you know which one I'd rather have. Yeah, I just feel like Etienne, he's a first-round pick. We got to remember that. There's a reason they took him that early. He's got great chemistry with Trevor Lawrence, and I think it's finally time that after the Achilles injury his first season, he's not really coming back. But a player who I do not think is coming back is DJ Moore. You know, we've been talking about how all these teams who are pass heavy because they're down, you know, their receivers are really benefiting. It's a different story with the Panthers. That offense is just bad. And DJ Moore is also just, he's struggling. And he's a super talented receiver. 
I think he suffers from the same issue as um, Kyle Pitts, though, in the sense that he's just a talented guy. His quarterback just can't hit him, and the offense doesn't run through him anymore. And it's hard to see, but he's just, you know, you probably took him pretty early in your drafts, fourth, fifth, sixth round. And for someone who hasn't even put up over 13 points yet, that's really unimpressive. And so he's trending down for me. I completely agree. I'm going to touch more on DJ Moore in my giving up and holding steady section. But, yeah, I do agree on all those points, and I have some more to make later on. Do you guys have any more trending up or trending down players? Well, just adding on to that DJ Moore uh, take, I I completely agree. He might – I think he has the worst quarterback situation in the league. Uh, Baker's out, and it's not like Baker's very good either. Um, and they're playing like some P.J. – is it the P.J. Walker guy that was playing against the Rams? Yeah. It wasn't even Sam Darnold, which is – He's hurt. He's still. hurt. Oh, he, I didn't know. But anyway – uh, he has a backup quarterback. His starting quarterback isn't very good. And I think this is a guy that would thrive if he got traded to another team, right? If he gets traded to a team like the Cowboys or just to go be like a supporting wide receiver two role on a young wide, on a young offense, I think he could really thrive. But in this Panthers offense, he, I don't see much hope. Yeah, but, you know, kind of touching on the idea of like, a bad quarterback situation. Uh, I thought the Patriots were going to be screwed at this point because I really didn't think Bailey Zapp was going to come in and do anything special. But, I mean, I don't know that I'd have him trending up for fantasy, but just trending up in terms of just NFL-like possibilities. I think Bailey Zapp, he can be really good. Jacoby Myers, he's someone who I did have trending up. He has not put up less than double digits any week this year. Oh, wow. He, He has been a great receiver, and he's not even touchdown dependent. That's the thing. He's had one touchdown all year. And that week he went for over 20. So he's the guy who's really solid this season and I've been su- surprised with because he's never really been too impactful in fantasy before this year. Yeah, even with all the quarterback changes, Jacoby Myers has been very, very consistent, which is exactly what you want for fantasy, especially for someone kind of in that flex range just to get a, a good amount of points, like 13, 14, 15 every week is, is pretty awesome. And I also agree with that Bailey Zapp take. I think it raises an interesting question about Bailey Zapp or Mac Jones, which I think more people could argue for than you'd think. I think Bailey Zapp is someone who he's going to be there to stay. He's, he's a really good quarterback. 100%. Awesome. Are we, are we cool to move on to our top five teams? Yep. All right. So let's start with number five. Who do you guys have? I've got the New York Giants. Hmm. Oh, I was debating. That's putting way the, too high for me. I was, I was debating putting them at my number five, but I feel like they've gotten a little too lucky, right? You can't deny that they're five and one, right? Very impressive. And definitely, like, they can make the playoffs for sure this year. But the Ravens, plenty of self-inflicted wounds. Um, the Packers is proving to not be that impressive of a win. So, uh, personally, I have the Bengals ahead of them. But Ooh. I think it's really hard to find a team solid at this number five position right now. Because there's, like, four teams that are kind of, like, above everyone else i mean the bills and the chiefs for me are like the two best teams in the league and they're like a whole other tier but oh, then i've got, I, I, I've got a I've different got i've e. got a different order too but anyway well, okay but anyway my five is the Bengals because i don't think their record is reflecting how good they have been playing the past three weeks joe burrow just dropped 300 uh passing yards uh against the saints and so i have them up i think if the Bengals played the giants i think the Bengals would win right i mean Right. I, I'll I'll tell you my number five spot in a second, but I do want to touch on that Giants take. I think the Giants are a fairly good team. I think top five is far too high. I mean, you look at who they played. I mean, they beat the Titans in week one, and you know who should have won that game. I mean, Randy Bullock missed a 40-yard field goal. Uh, but the fact that it was even, because the Titans are proving to be a very solid team, the fact that the, they went into Tennessee and won that game, like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care if your f- kicker misses a field goal. Okay, but goal. no one's saying that That's Tennessee still- is, is top five. Anyway, let's, let me... So they beat the Titans. Wow. And again, they shouldn't have won. They beat the Panthers. Panthers are horrible. They lost to the Cowboys. They beat the Bears. Wow. The Bears are amazing. And they, they hardly got away from the Packers. And the Packers are not a great team. I'm just going to say that it's just, it's just not a well-organized team right now. They're not a playoff yeah, team this year. They're not connecting. They're not, I don't even know if they're going to be a playoff team. I agree but, with Quinn. But then, so and they beat the Ravens. No, but they've had all those doubtful games, right, where they're just playing kind of cupcake teams. And then they come out and beat the Ravens this week. And that's what I, you know, I had them as like a top 15 team maybe. But now with this win over the Ravens, 
They're proving to me that they can win these big games. Thibodeau is finally coming alive. Daniel Jones is finally proving why he was a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Saquon is carving up the league. This Giants team is coming together really well, and I understand the take that you might not have them top five, but I for mean, me, they haven't played a hard enough team for me to think about putting them in the top five. And for and me, the Ravens aren't in the for top me five. when you're five and one and you're winning games the way the Giants are doing, and just the sense of like pride that this team has because no one expected them to be winning this many games at yeah. this point. I have to have them there because that is a team that is cocky, but it is in all the right ways. They are just they are they are in their own heads, but they are loving it. All right, so what, who I have at number five is the Dolphins. When we saw we saw the Dolphins with Tua, they looked excellent the first few weeks of the year and i see exactly right when Tua comes back that that happening again and we see how powerful that offense is and how that defense can really lock up too and i think the dolphins are much better than the Bengals and the giants so i, I think that. i think the dolphins with Tua, sure maybe and well he's back but this, this week, defense so. this defense has been lackluster and the Bengals has been better right i well I think their offense has. I think the Bengals' offense has been better, and I think no. no. Then the, then the well, Dolphins. The Bang, no, no, well, no, the no, Bengals beat the Dolphins, but I mean, but that Tua, you, Tua got injured, Tua right? Got, yeah. But I think I think game. the Bengals would have won anyway, personally. Uh, but all right, here's what I'll say: is that while I think the Dolphins with Tua are a top five team, which I can't believe I'm saying because I've been so down on Tua over the years, we don't know if Tua is going to be healthy this year. That is because that that was a very very severe severe brain injury. It's hard to come back from that even after like months or even a year of recovery. You're telling me he's making a recovery in three weeks. And while I'm I'm glad he's at least passed concussion protocol, you got to start thinking about like if this guy's going to be able to play football the same way he was before because it takes a lot to come back from that. Yeah, that, that's true. All right, let's move on to our number four spot. Well, I, I just want to figure off my, my argument real quick. In fact, I do believe the Bengals' defense is better than the Dolphins. The, no Dol oh my God. The, uh, the Dolphins have let up 155 points, and the Bengals have let up 115. And the Bengals have a much better pass rush than the Dolphins The do. Dolphins held the Bills to 19. That's pretty impressive to me. That's one the game. The Bengals have been... I think the Dolphins have been a much better team than the Bengals uh, so far, especially with Tua not being in. With Tua, maybe, but... The five spot overall is just a very hard. Yeah. There's a very it's a, it's a tough position to find. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually okay with having the Bengals in there. I'm okay. There's a lot of teams I'm okay with having them. Yeah. In there. All right. Who do you guys have at number four? I've got the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Me too. Blake. I have the Chargers. Oh. I okay. I, I the Chargers they're just so depleted in terms of injuries that I have a hard time seeing them keeping up. Just I mean, like they beat the Texans. That's nice. But like I just this Chargers team, they got rolled by the Jaguars, who are now proving to be a really poor team. Yeah, but that games like that just happen. I mean, you've seen that all year. But a teams. four score loss like that doesn't just happen. And this team, Sean Slayer's out for the season. Bosa's out for an extended period of time. I'm I, I like the Chargers team, and I really think they could slide in maybe as like a seven seed in the playoffs. But to say they're a top five team in the NFL as a whole is really beyond me. I mean, I mean, that's fair. And I think at the beginning of the season, there would have been a better argument for them being oh, a top five sure. team. Yeah. But even with these injuries aside, Keenan Allen's going to be back. Their defense is still great. I mean, Derwin James is now healthy. J.C. Jackson is back. I think they're for sure a top five team, and I'd take them over the Vikings any day of the week. The Vikings have not been that impressive in my Whoa. Opinion. No, I, I, think I don't the like Vikings, that take at all. Vikings have been you really can't, you impressive. Can't, they're five and one and, and have dominated their division. And their I division mean, is nothing special, bro. Their division is horrible. I don't care. When you're five they're, and one, they're still running away with the division. Yeah. And now that now that Cook is finally producing, and now that Kirk, who would have thought Kirk is playing so well? And the fact that this Vikings team is proving everyone wrong, and they're five and one, I I think they should. I mean, I don't know if I would put them over any of my top three teams, but they are very good. Okay, I think okay. they're. Tell in me one time they've had a dominant victory this year. They haven't. The Vikings had a dominant victory. I mean, they hardly beat the Lions, who aren't good. They hardly beat the Saints, who aren't good. And they hardly beat the Bears. And they hardly beat the Dolphins without any quarterback. And they got their pack smoked by the Eagles. I mean, they haven't had one significant win, in my opinion. And I don't think that's up for grabs. I don't know. I, they dominated I mean, the Packers. Yeah, they beat the Packers. The Packers and, week and one also, are notably and bad. And also, here's the thing. I, and the Packers aren't good here's anyways. The thing. Like, you could say the same thing about the Eagles. They barely beat the Jaguars. You should not, if you're the best team in the league, you shouldn't be beating the dog water Jaguars by one but score, all right? But then the Vikings are out here. No, my God. The Jaguars the are Jaguars bad. The Jaguars are bad. The Jaguars that are very bad. That offense is very bad. But you know what? They've, they beat the Saints. They beat the Bears. 
They beat the Dolphins. Those are all solid victories. I don't care. Like, you can make excuses for all of them, but those are a win's still a win. And the Eagles loss. I, I mean, that's a good Eagles team, and they didn't even stand a chance. No, I, they put up I, seven points. I think Vikings Aries are a solid top five lock right all now. Right. That's fair. Whatever. All right. How about you? What do you guys have at three? Chiefs. I have the Chiefs. I have the Eagles. I, mean, I think I think the Chiefs, Chiefs versus Eagles today, I think the Chiefs win. Patrick Mahomes is just is too talented and the Eagles are I mean they're they're undefeated, don't get me wrong, and they have a very strong two-dimensional offense, but I just don't think they have the firepower to keep up with the Chiefs. Like uh the Chiefs barely lost to the Bills and like the Eagles are just I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's just the Bill the Chiefs and the Bills have been on a whole other level. Just like just watching the games, you could just tell that they're on a completely different level than any other team in the I NFL. I think that's questionable. Yeah, and I think the idea to question the Eagles' firepower is pretty ridiculous. They're just a very young team, right? And I just and don't let, think me, they let can... me finish. Let me finish. Jalen Hurts has been balling out. Dallas Goddard is a top five tight end in the league. You got Devonta Smith and you got AJ Brown, who are both proving to be extremely good receivers. And this in their defense is loaded. So overall, I think the Eagles are a much better team than the Chiefs. And don't get me wrong. That's why I have the Chiefs as three. I'm still saying they're a top three team in the entire NFL. But I just feel like the Eagles are a lot more well-rounded team. And I feel like the Eagles have a lot more momentum going on them. And But like I also would like to point out, I think whoever is the home team in this hypothetical matchup would probably win. I mean, just, They both have the craziest home environments. The, the, the Eagles are way better than the Chiefs on paper. And I have the Eagles ranked as two and the Chiefs as three. But at the same time, I think it's hard to trust the Hurts Eagles against just, just Patrick Mahomes, you know, especially as. And even without Tyreek Hill, even without these players, he gets it done and he's super good. That Eagles defense is so, so, so good. And that's why I have him at two. But I would not be surprised at all if the Chiefs were to beat the Eagles. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah. fine with that. I think that, that would be a great game. And it, then at two, yeah. we, we all have Eagles, right? I have Eagles. Well, I have, I have the Chiefs. Oh, so right. we, we flip flop. That's fine. And then number one, we all have the Bills. Bills. Bills, yeah. Right, I, I would have put the Chiefs number one if they beat the Bills. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that too, actually. Yeah, because but this Bills team has really proven to me that they are. I know that Dolphins game was kind of a fluke. Yeah. They've proven it to me that they are the best team. Yeah, and people forget Josh Allen threw for like 400 yards in that game. They just had a fluke in the red zone. So and I don't think that Dolphins game was necessarily a fluke. I mean, the Dolphins played excellent. Yeah, and that was back when they still had Tua. Yeah, I mean. And Dolphins with Tua, as we know, is a really good football team. All right, cool. Let's talk about just our bottom five teams. What teams are just, they're just, they're just not doing it. All right, who you got? At number five, I have the Commanders. I have the Lions. Wait, so number five being like the 28th best team? Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. yes, number yes, one yes. will uh, be the worst team. I have the Raiders. What? On paper, okay. on paper, this team should be a playoff team, right? And they are not terrible. But this is a bottom three worst coaching um, experience for the Raiders. Like, this is a worst coaching situation. One of the worst coaching situations in the league right now. And it is so hard for me to put the Raiders in the bottom five just because they have Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. They're loaded on defense. But you can't ignore that they only have one win. If you have one win, you are a bottom team in the league. Currently, right? I think this Raiders team could definitely turn it around. But currently, this is a bottom five team. I don't think that's a, they're a bottom five team. And you, I know one you win. Just, you cannot ignore the no, one I, I, who, do, so who do you not have in your bottom five? Do you have the Lions in there? Oh, yeah, I have the Lions. Do you have the Commanders? Uh, I do not have the So you think the Commanders are better than the Raiders? That cannot be real. I think the Raiders would wipe the floor with the Commanders. Like, okay, Quinn, let me tell you like this. That's fair, but the Commanders have two wins. I I don't care about two wins. Keep in mind, the Raiders just had a pretty solid game against the Chiefs. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Who you just put as your number two team. You almost said number one. Okay, let me say this, Quinn. Remember like last year, the Vikings, it was like, they didn't have a good record, but it was like every single game they played, they either lost in overtime, it was like one score, but they actually were a good team, but, but the record was horrible. You guys remember that? I remember. It's like the same thing with the Raiders. They hardly lost to the Chiefs in a game they should have won. Hunter Renfro literally ruined that play. And they and or they could have just called Devontae Adams play that got challenged and overturned a first down in the first place. They would have kicked a field goal and they would have won the game. They hardly lost to the Chiefs. They should have beat the Cardinals. This I don't care if they have one win. 
it's a hundred times out of out of a hundred that they're better than the commanders and there's no question about that yeah for me like when we're looking at bottom five teams i think it's important you don't just look at record but you'd look at the team as a whole and this is a raiders team who's been playing really good football they've just been dropping close games and so i i really like blake's take like you can't just be one of those guys who just looks at the record book and says oh they're the worst so that means they're the worst yeah, team you to can't lead. do that yeah, that's not fair. The commanders are a terrible <laughs> I mean, team. It, it was fine if you maybe had, I mean, I, as long as you have the commanders in your bottom five, but you can't have the commanders. But at, he didn't have the commanders yeah, in his bottom five. He said five. the commanders are better than the Raiders. That can't be real. Well, I mean, if if the Raiders and the commanders play, sure, the Raiders probably win. So then why but, would you have so then, the Raiders so then, in the bottom so five? Why, I'm just the saying they have one win. And personally, in my philosophy, if you have one win at this current stage, you are a bottom team. Okay, and then who's right. who's one of those five teams? It's okay. You can say you're one of the guys who just looks at the stat sheet and says, "Oh, like they're the, they have a low record." I'm that's looking, fine. That's a that's uh, a good okay, way to okay, look then at Quinn, football. Who's better, the Chiefs or the Giants? The Chiefs. Who has the, more wins? The Giants. Well, then here we go. There How does go. this work? <laughs> you got to look at strength of schedule. You got to yeah. look at their wins. Like then they beat a good Titans team who is currently first place in their division. So yeah, I the Raiders. While I don't think they are, I think they're a bottom ten team. I could get behind that notion. They're de- I wouldn't have them bottom five behind any of the five teams I've got listed. All right, let's move on to number four. Who do you guys have? I have the Commanders at number four. Wait, who'd you have at five? Lions. Okay, I've got the Jaguars. Uh, I have the Lions. They have the worst defense in the league. They've allowed 170 points so far. Yes, yeah, no, I think the Lions are really like, bad. I like that Lions take. Jaguars. I I had them as a top ten team at one point. But after a loss to the Texans, then a loss to the Colts, who they just smoked by 24 points, uh, the the Jaguars, they've, I don't know what they had going for them, but they've lost their juice. They've dropped three in a row now. It's it's really looking bad, and they're back to being the Jaguars. I think they're a, I think they're a bottom ten team, but honestly, I think you're overreacting a little bit. There's a lot of positives out of this Jaguars team, and I think there's no, plenty of other teams that are yeah. worse than yeah. the Jags. I agree. No, I, I see that. And, and Trevor had a good game. He had three touchdowns and no interceptions this week. It's just like the Jaguars now have momentum against them. Three games in a row is really not good. And, you know, it's starting to get hard for me to, like, look at other teams and be like, oh, would the Jaguars beat them? So I, I, I might be overreacting just because I'm a pissed-off Jags fan. But I, I do think the Jaguars are a very poor team now, and it's bumming me out to say it, and it hurt me to write this, but... I have to put Jaguars in my bottom five. Yeah, I kind of agree with Quinn here. I think there's some there's some real upside with the Jaguars. I don't think they're bottom five, maybe bottom ten ish, maybe that bottom twelve spot. But I actually have the Commanders for obvious reasons. You know, yeah, Carson bad. Wentz doesn't really feel like it's working out. Defense isn't playing that well. They're just they're not run that well. It, it's just not a good team, and I don't think there's any arguing about that. Do yep. you think the Commanders move on from Carson Wentz at the end of the year? One hundred percent. Yeah, and also he's he's missing like multiple games already. T- Taylor Heineke's starting now, so yeah, they're we'll gonna see what they're gonna draft. Bryce Love, or they're gonna draft Bryce Young. Did I say Love? Yeah. <laughs> oh my bad. Bryce Young, or they're gonna draft CJ, but they're not gonna stick around with Car- Carson. He's just he's he's old. Do you think Carson could retire? No, but he's he's he he'll, just has to realize he's not a starter. He'll go back up like Jalen Hurts or something. Maybe maybe the Commanders keep him around just to mentor their yeah, new yeah. young quarterback. But then they have Sam Howell like still, so I think he'll probably start next year. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to number three. Who do you guys have? I have the Texans. Uh, I have the Bears. I have the Bears, too. They have the worst offense in the league. But honestly, the Bears wide receivers and coaching is kind of getting them. It kind of has the past couple of years. They just seem to lack discipline. And the wide receivers have kind of choked, like, two games that they could have won if if the wide receivers, like, like, one was a fumble um, multiple times in the red zone. That was a terrible. That was like some of the worst play calling I've seen in the red zone. You are on, you're on like the eight yard line, first and goal, and you don't run the ball once. That that just doesn't make sense to me. But there were also multiple opportunities for those wide receivers to catch the football. Um, so I think there is positives from this Bears team, but Justin Fields' talent is truly being wasted. Yeah, no, I agree with pretty much everything Quinn said. Another point is just. I honestly just look at them as like the Walmart version of the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons have figured out this offense where they can run the ball a hundred times and pretty much pass it three times a game and figure out a way to stay in games and keep it close, even with good teams. And the Bears are like trying to do that, but it doesn't work. And even when they play bad teams, they lose. 
they, they just got to change things up and it's just not working yeah, out. Like, I was not expecting the Falcons to be three and three at this point, but that that's called good coaching. Like, it's good coaching. That's yeah. why I'm not mad at Drake London and Cal Pitts because they're winning games. Yeah. You know you, what I mean? Like you look at your quarterback, you have Marcus Mariota at your disposal. You think like, oh God, like this team is going to be crummy. Like they don't have a good receiver core. Their only real receiver is like a rookie, but then they're finding ways to win it. But the bears are just, I, I don't know what they're doing. Out, they're, they're gonna have to move on from Eberflus. Like, he's really not a good coach. I don't know what they were doing with that hire. That's why I have them as my second worst team. I only have them better than the Texans just because I'm starting to see that Justin Fields um, potential. Mm-hmm. But just as a whole, that Bears team is really poor and they're not able to build around them. And so I have the Bears below the Texans, even though both teams are, I'd say, pretty even. And that would just it's not a good game if I had to watch that. And they already played this year, right? Bears. Yeah, yeah Bears Bears beat the Texans, right? Like that. Would, yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know. But you don't have the Panthers in your bottom five? I have the Panthers as my worst team. Oh, too. okay. Actually, I, I have my Texans. I, yeah, I have Who the Who do you guys pa- have at number two? Let's just say that. I have Bears. Texans. I have Panthers. I mean, you have Texans as your worst? Yeah. Really? I don't know if I'd have them worst. I, I think the Panthers are the worst. The Panthers are the worst. They already fired their head coach. I mean, coach. the Panthers have yeah, some. Yeah, Panthers I mean, are pretty bad. That, yeah. that that is true. I mean, you can make an argument. I don't. I think arguing about the worst teams is you know it's hard to do. Yeah. But I mean, I just think of the text. I mean, the Panthers have some people with some firepower, and the Texans just don't really have any really. I guess they have a rookie, Damian Pierce. But yeah, da- I have down that Damian Pierce is really the only thing that they have going on yeah. that offense. Their yeah, defense isn't even that bad. They've, al- they've is, all right. They've allowed under a hundred points so far this year, but I mean, Davis Mills is just—he's not it. He's not very productive. Um, and then the Panthers bottom are my worst team. Um, I'm expecting McCaffrey to get traded as they begin their rebuild, trying to load up on some draft picks. And I mean, when you already fire your head coach, like not even halfway into the season, you're probably the worst team in the league yeah like Fair i think take. we can all agree like these bottom three of the texans bears panthers are really quite interchangeable like yeah I, you I, can't argue about i it. would i would understand putting either of them in any of the three positions because in the end like anytime these any of these three teams will play each other it's just gonna be like a thursday night football game just it's, it's gonna be bad awful. football six to six <laughs> okay all right so should we go on to yeah let's look at week six game pick overview you know we took we picked a bunch of games for week six and uh i calculated mine i went eight and five which is all right, so that oh, on the season was I supposed to calculate mine? Uh, whatever, it All doesn't right. matter. I but. did. Uh, I did very bad. You, you two were very similar. I, I re-listened yeah. to it, uh, but I went six and seven. There's so many like just weird games this week. Right, this was a fluky week. It, it was. Yeah. It was an interesting week. Um, I got. I got a couple good amount of them right, but then so overall, we're looking at last week and this week. I'm 21 and eight, which is which is reasonable. It's not horrible. So we'll keep we'll keep adding them up and see how it goes. So let's look at week seven game picks. You guys want to? Should we just go through them? Yeah, so Saints-Cardinals, what do you guys think? Cardinals, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going off this week now that he's back. Ooh, yeah, now that D-Hop... Cardinals failed me this past week, um, but I think now that D-Hop is back, I think they're going to explode. Yeah, and you're upgrading from uh, Marquise now that he's out. You upgrade from Marquise to just D-Hop. You also bring in... Uh, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, and then Rondale Moore now coming alive. This Cardinals team can put up a pretty solid week. I got Saints... Not not that much to say. I just think the Saints are going to win the game. I, I definitely think the Saints could win, but Saints are always a solid it's, team. It's just the D hop factor for me. Yeah, he he he's, it's a revenge. And game. I think Lattimore is a you know is a top top five corner. You know he could really lock him up. And also just Kamara starting to show up. And I think it's anyone's ball game. I don't think it's really a serious one. But yeah, I think this, the Saints could this win is it. Like this is a little, the least interesting game. Like, yeah. All right, Ravens or Browns? You guys got Ravens. I feel like it's time they win one. Yeah, Ravens are going to win. It's going to be the Ravens. Cool. We all agree on that one. The Browns suck. Oh. How about Bengals no. or Falcons? Bengals. Yeah. I I, I, I want to say the Bengals, but this Falcons team is so interesting. Like, they actually are. I, I was just going to say, like, I've never seen a team like this where, like, they're so crummy on paper, but they just put it together somehow. He, I know, he's but an amazing coach. He it's really at Bengals. It's, it's Bengals. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking Bengals. Don't get me wrong. But that's one of my, like, ones I would, like, put, like, an asterisk next to you, like, Watch like, watch for the upset. It could happen. I'm taking Bengals, but I will promise you it's going to be close because this Falcons team has every single game close. I don't care if it's the best team. I don't care if it's the Bills. They'll keep it close. Okay, Giants or Jaguars? Giants. 
Sticking with the Giants. I'm sticking with the Giants, too. How about Raiders or Texans? Raiders. 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 Yeah, I got Raiders, of course. Chiefs, 49ers? Chiefs. Chiefs. I think the Niners figure it out and they keep it close, but it's the Chiefs. I disagree. I think it's going to be an absolute blowout. Really? I just, this Niners team is really unimpressive to me. The fact that they even had like that close game against the Broncos, like, ugh, it, it's yeah. just, it's not a good look. I, I got the Chiefs. No problems about that. Dolphins, Steelers. I'm going to be at this game, which is going to be cool. Whoa. Whoa, really? Yeah. And oh, that's sick. At Hard Rock in Miami. Why are you down in Miami? I'm looking at colleges. <laughs> and then are you going to go there. look at Miami? Yeah, so I'll be there for the game. Oh, crap. That's cool. And Tua's return. <laughs> so I think, I think it's going to be a, it's gonna be a big game. I, I think the Dolphins win it at home with Tua's return. But Tua's return? I mean, if he, not rattle. he's not like <laughs> falling over from CTE, I'll take the Dolphins. The Steelers shocked us this yeah. this week, beating the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. But um, I'm going to stick with the Dolphins. Good Fair. Man. All right. It, hold on. I have to add something. Oh, he's adding, guys. <laughs> he's adding something. Do you, uh, this is a proposed question. Okay. Do you think Tyreek Hill's the best wide receiver in the NFL? I actually, I saw a similar article. He is. Probably. I he, think he is. Okay. Honestly, I think he is. He he could very well be the best wide receiver in the league right now. He seems to like be able to put up crazy numbers with anybody. With anybody. With anybody. He, with he, anybody. He's on track. He's with, on track for almost two thousand yards. With Skyler Thompson, like <laughs> I, I I only knew that guy because he was in the Big Ten playing against Ohio State like every year, but I mean. Oh my, he can thrive with anyone. He's so fast. He's unguardable. I think he could be the best wide receiver in the league. I think it's for sure an argument. He's very, very talented. And depending on like what aspects of a player you want, he's for sure the best at getting open, really, speeding. Yeah. For me, it's just like, what receiver would you rather have than Terry Kill? And I, like, there's some really great receivers out there, like DeAndre Hopkins, you know, guys like that. But right now, if I get, I am, I'm starting like a, a football team from scratch, I get one receiver for one season. I want Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Honestly, I think Tyreek Hill's the most versatile receiver he is. I know. He runs jet sweeps. He could be a running yeah. back, like yeah. anything. Yeah. All right, what's our next game? All right, cool. Packers, Commanders? Pack. I got to go with the Pack. <laughs> I've taken a W going against the Pack two <laughs> weeks in a row. Is he going to make this a three? Week, oh. It's different. Packers are winning. I know that. It's yes. Commanders suck. It, it's got to be the yeah, Packers. Commanders it has, are so bad. It has to be the Commanders. Bucks, Panthers. Or, sorry, the Packers. The Packers. Bucks, Panthers. Uh, Bucks. Bucks. The Bucks. I'm gonna mark my word here. They're gonna beat him by 45. Tom Brady is so mad right now. He's by the way, I don't mind that team. take. I don't mind that take. He's gonna smear this team. Let me tell you that. Okay, uh, Lions, Cowboys. Cowboys. I got Dak returning. I got Dak. him playing well. We them boys. Yeah, it's Cowboys. Dak return, but you also got Goff, Swift, and Monroe back. I know. Off a of bye week, it, it'll be a better game than people are expecting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's at home. So. I'm gonna take Lions. There we go. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, Switch Blake, it up a little bit. Blake has been good. Yeah, I have so. been the best. So, you know, okay, Titans or Colts? This is such a bummy game. <laughs> a terrible <laughs> divisional game. Uh, Titans. Titans. <laughs> Actually, it, well, oh my God. I, I don't want to say Colts. it. Colts. Take the Colts. Colts. Take the Colts. Right, I'm taking the Colts. Colts. Take on. the Colts. That's an L. Okay. Jets, Broncos. Jets. 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 Okay, cool. Chargers, Seahawks. Uh, Chargers. Hot, hot take. Seahawks. Chargers. I like the Seahawks offense. Chargers at can, home. I think right. they can pull something All right, last out. Last one, uh, Bears-Patriots. Ew. Another terrible so, game. God, what is with this schedule this weekend? Um, Patriots. Patriots, it, they're at home. Bears. Zap season. I want the Bears to win very bad because I love Justin Fields with all my heart. He does, guys. It's true. The he Zap train is not, is not a bad train to be on. I want to be on that train. I want to <laughs> ride. Okay. All right, let's move on to uh, <laughs> whoa. Let's move on to people you either given up on. You know, it's been six weeks. Kind of give out some people, or you're holding steady and you still think there's potential. Okay, someone I'm giving up on. Some people might say I'm kind of jumping off ship too soon, but I'm giving up on J.K. Dobbins. That guy. I was about to put him too. Really? Because so. especially because Drake, um, Kenyon Drake is for really some good. reason taking all of his carries. He hasn't even had double digit carries, and he's done atrociously in both of the last two weeks. And now that's not even with Gus Edwards coming back yet. I I don't see Dobbins being good. If you if you still got him on your team, at least sell him now, get something for him. But J.K. Dobbins, I think, is really not going to be the guy that everyone thinks he's going to be. Yeah, I actually completely agree. I was about to put him on this list, but I thought you guys were going to both put him on there, so I just decided not to. 
It's a valid opinion. I thought that J.K. Dobbins was going to go off for a few weeks until Gus Edwards comes back and then they'd kind of go into this committee role. But he's not even doing that. And we've yeah. seen Kenyon Drake, who literally got cut from the Raiders. I thought he was <laughs> I thought he was going to retire or something. All of a sudden, <laughs> be better than J.K. Dobbins. I mean, if this is what it's going to happen, the second guy, Gus Edwards is going to come back, it's either going to be a three-headed backfield or Dobbins is going to be faded and it's going to be Edwards and, and Drake. So I'm, yeah. I I don't want really anything to do with Dobbins right now. Even though two weeks ago, I would have been, oh, I'm trading everything for Dobbins. But yeah, yeah not anymore. Someone I actually am also giving up on, and Cole just noted on it. So I'm not sure how much I can say is DJ Moore. Yeah, yep. He hasn't had a single game with six or more catches. And Cole, Cole said many of the points. But one thing I will say is that a lot of people were like, oh, maybe it's the coaching. Maybe once the coaching staff will change, it'll be better. Coach got fired. <laughs> they played a week. It didn't look any better. And there's also the argument where it's like, oh, maybe it's the quarterback play. Baker Mayfield just isn't connecting with DJ Moore. Baker Mayfield didn't play, didn't look any better. There is no hope, and I'm just going to say it. DJ Moore is not someone I even want close to my team. Yeah. Sticking with, um, I got another running back, uh, Antonio Gibson. B-Rob is back. Yeah. Better than ever. And showed that he is uh, the RB1, and Gibson's only upside is his receiving. He got like... Five carries, three carries the past two weeks. I have Gibson on my team. Tough pill to swallow. But <laughs> Gibson, not uh, not a viable option. Yeah, Brian Robinson, as you can see, is is the real RB1 now. The only way that Gibson is viable is that he catches a lot of passes because Brian Robinson's kind of that first and second down back, but that third down and long, we saw McKissick and Gibson starting to go in, but... It's just not enough. It's not. It's not enough plays for them to be viable. So Brian Robinson is the one you want right now. Yep. Another person I am sadly giving up on. I let me just put this in asterisks. I'm giving up on him being a top four or five tight end. No, he's not going to sit. No, Blake I'm not giving up on Pitts. I'm not giving up on Pitts. He's still a starter because this tight end market wow. is garbage. But I'm giving up on the idea that oh, this guy's still going to be a superstar and he's he's still going to be a top five, top three, maybe you can say tight end. I see Kyle Pitts as still a solid 12-team starter just because tight ends are horrible, but yeah. there's just not enough passing work in this offense to have any pass catchers viable for fantasy. You're lucky if he gets a touchdown, but if he doesn't, he's just going to be mediocre, maybe seven or eight points if you're lucky. I just, I'm not giving up on him completely, but I'm giving up on that massive upside that I hope for. I have him down as well. Yeah, I, so. But, I mean... He's not a start for me. He's a bench. Uh, okay. He has a maximum of five receptions this year. No, and I, there's I, not twelve no, tight ends. Blake has gotten three points three times and has one touchdown on the season. No, Blake. You know I'm. You know I'm very supportive of Kyle Pitts. But if I had him on my team right now, I'm not starting and he's, him. He's position yeah. ranked twenty three. He's borderline droppable. No, he, borderline. Even even in a even in a twelve man league, he's borderline like the worst backup tight end in your league. And he, this weekend, he only got three targets. And, and the only reason he was able to salvage anything was because of his first touchdown of the season in week six. Like, I'm sorry, but I I don't even know if I'd have him as a starter right now. I mean, he, he has more upside than a lot of other tight ends you're starting just because he's not going to get that, that many targets. And I'm agreeing with you guys. Uh, but one of those targets could be a 45-yard bomb. And we can agree on that just because he uh, is really deep. I don't what know. Is, like, Possibilities what? are endless for any player. Yeah, that's what but. I'm saying. Like upside only gets you so far that at some point you just gotta be like, I need a guy who gets me results. It's it's nice. Yeah, to keep but being I just like, don't know if there's oh, twelve tight ends I start over him. You're starting I, nice to Conklin. After all this Zach Wilson stuff, Conklin I, I've, over him. I've made it very clear I don't like Conklin, and I I know it sucks, but like you gotta start looking at some other guys who like probably wouldn't be a starter, but Pitts is. Like I, I know like it's hard to bench him when you've got him on your team. I mean, just th I think about it like this. I mean, if you look at the waiver wire, like which one of those guys are you wanting to start over him? No, and that's what I'm saying is like it's, it's a tough position really to be in. And, you know, you might got to go trade for someone who's got like a bench tight end, like I know Dawson Knox, because Dawson Knox somehow is doing better than Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts is doing quite poor. But I honestly would maybe rather Kyle Pitts, who's only going to get four targets a game, but one of those might be for 50 yards. But then, most of them are okay. They're not, but duds. but but some other tight ends, you know, for sure, they're only going to get like five yard catches. I, I think mean, I'd, I'd rather have a tight end that might have the upside of getting a fifty. But, yard but catch. he just doesn't. That's but he the does issue. though. He just doesn't. You look at his production this season. This is only his second game of the season getting over ten points. And that and this is just because of that one touchdown. That one touchdown makes up six of those points. Every other game has been absolute dud. And while it's nice to say like, oh, this could be like the game he gets like that big giant reception, 
he just he never does it and it's it's a bummer but it's the reality we gotta start looking at for pits yeah sticking with the tight end position someone i have as a hold steady is zach ertz he's currently position ranked three and has been averaging six targets and has not gotten less than 10 points all season uh d hop is coming back but with marquise brown's injury i think zach ertz is especially still gonna remain as a top five tight end, uh, fantasy tight end, uh, it, for the rest of the year. No, oh, yeah, Zach Ertz. I feel like he's a really solid guy. He's, a, uh, yeah, he's definitely gonna be a solid tight end. I'm if I have him on my team, I'm definitely keeping him. Yeah, and he gets pretty good, uh, touchdown like red zone looks. So <laughs> after all this talking about the Bears and how bad they are, one person I actually am holding steady on Darnell is Darnell Mooney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he started off the season. It's like your second favorite player. Very alarmingly it. weak. No, no, less no. Than he five likes points. AJ Brown. Yeah, that's oh, right. He likes AJ Brown too. With less than five points in the first three weeks. But his connection with Justin just seems to be growing rapidly. I mean, he had 12 targets this last week. Ooh. And he, I mean, he got 14 fantasy points, which is reasonable, you know. But if you would have caught if we would have caught that touchdown, we would have been talking about him differently in the 20 plus range, which is which yeah, is yeah. really, really good. And also, like this, like I was talking about. They're like the Walmart Falcons. Besides, it's not working. This Bears team is starting to realize that this running the ball a million times and losing every game is not really working that well. And we saw it last week. They're starting to throw the ball more. And it, we, I see Darnell Mooney as the guy Justin Fields likes to throw to, especially after that 12-target game. I'm sticking steady. I'm not saying start him, but I'm not as low as I was a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because, I, again, like I agree with your point of don't start him. But this is a guy who's now coming alive in fantasy. And like if he had held on to that touchdown, that would have been legendary stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't. But just the fact that now that the targets are there, it's similar to carries for a running back. It's like that's the stat I want to see if I'm going to invest in a player and keep him on my team. And they're also playing some pretty tough teams coming up. You know, New England, Dallas, and Miami, who are all actually fairly good teams. So that negative game script could mean more passes and more passes to the wide receiver one, Darnell Mooney. I think in a few weeks he could maybe start creeping into that flex play again if he keeps this up yeah and um so someone who i have as a hold firm a little unorthodox because he's gonna be out for four to six weeks now but carson wentz but just with the understanding that he's a boomer bust kind of guy like you look at his statistics this year he is the definition of boomer bust he puts up 29 27 then follows that up with a week of 10 and then seven then follows it up with 24 then follows it up this week with four it's just Wentz isn't going to when he returns he's not going to be a consistent starter but if you really need someone who like you're willing to take the chance of like he might put up 25 plus tonight he he might be your guy but you also got to understand he could put up single digits so yeah Wentz is someone who I'm going to hold firm on keep him on keep him on your IR wait for him to come back keep him as your bench quarterback if you really need someone who just has that slight chance of booming I'd start him I think that means uh the legendary quarterback in Taylor Heineke is coming back. <laughs> oh my goodness, what an exciting time. Uh, another hold study I have is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, his minimum carries is 10, which is kind of shocking considering his point totals have been so low. And this week against the Eagles, the Cowboys were really showing off that uh, run offensive line. They were moving the ball pretty well with Zeke, and he was getting more touches and more work than Tony Pollard and Dak is coming back and I think Zeke has proved that he is still a reliable back for the Cowboys to be someone who can carry the workload when Dak isn't on his best or when Dak needs a break in the game and over the past four weeks he has only gotten under 10 points once so I don't think this is a guy you sell I think this is someone you should hang on to yeah no I actually agree uh Ezekiel Elliott his upside isn't that high but you know he's going to be solid all year and he has a real role with this Cowboys team and that's red zone carries and short down carries he's not explosive like Tony Pollard yeah but he's going to be solid yeah grown grown into that solid flex role yeah he's solid enough to be on your roster another person I actually have holding steady on is Garrett Wilson I wanted to say Garrett I mean ever since Zach Wilson's return Garrett Wilson is not seeing nearly the amount of volume as he previously was although this is surprising the Jets have been destroying teams these last few weeks, like their 27 to 10 victory over the Packers and their 40 to 17 victory over the Dolphins. Their defense and special teams have been playing amazing. 
and then getting points for the team. And that positive game script has been leading to a lot of runs for people like Brees Hall and Michael Carter. They're going to be going back down to earth. They're going to be losing some games. They're going to be needing to throw the ball more, which they haven't been doing the last two weeks. And that means Garrett Wilson is going to get the rock, and I'm confident in it. Yeah, but, you know, kind of picking up on that, like, the issue is that he hasn't been that wide receiver one in that offense. But none of the wide receivers have been playing good. Yeah, that, that's the I thing. I don't know, but that, that's the thing is, like, someone like Corey Davis, who no one thought was going to be good, like, he's led them in receiving every single week for the last three weeks. Like, it, like that concerns yeah, what me. What did he get this get, week, six? No, he, he actually had, because he, he had two pretty large touchdowns. Uh, pretty large catches. And so, like, I mean, again, he didn't go off because none of these Jets receivers are going off. Like, uh, it worries me that Wilson isn't even the wide... Like, if he was at least still the wide receiver one, he just wasn't, you know, playing up to his potential. Fine, I understand that. But the issue is that he isn't that wide receiver one on his own team. And you got more there who's going to be taking targets. Corey Davis, why is he even getting targets? But I guess, you know, he's the wide receiver one. So... I don't know, Wilson in a dynasty league, hold. But this season, for just this season alone, I'm starting to get a little worried. I think he is. Anyways, even if he's not that clear wide receiver one, we saw it in the beginning of the season. <laughs> he can still be productive. That that Jets offense, when they need to, throws the ball a ton. They just These last few weeks, they've been destroying teams. That's a lot thanks to their defense and their run game. All I'm saying is that it's going to go back to how it was in the beginning of the year, and they're going to need to throw the ball 40-plus times. and. Wilson's gonna be have to be the recipient of at least eight or so of those catches. Yeah, I almost put him as a as a give up, but then I realized that all of the Jets wide receivers were doing poorly since Zach Wilson has been back. So I do think in the next couple of weeks he will start to heat up once again. Yeah, someone though I do have as a hold firm, uh, who I think you should you definitely need to keep on your team. Don't sell him yet. Is Deontay Johnson? Mm -hmm. I know it's been really hard watching him not play very well these last couple of weeks. Only put up eight this week only put up 11 the last week four the week before like he's it's been a rough stretch for him but then you got to remember that he's been playing some really good defenses that jets defense you were just touching on really good buffalo's got a great defense tampa, tampa. bay's got a good defense but you know he's got a little tough stretch ahead with miami and philly but then he's got a really nice rest of the season he's got like indianapolis he's got atlanta who isn't a great secondary baltimore who, who he can carve up <laughs> Like it's he's got a good good rest of the season, and I think Deontay Johnson, especially in playoff time, is someone who you really want to make sure you're still holding on to and didn't trade him away for less than you really should have gotten for him. Yeah, Kenny Pickett didn't look that bad this past game uh, up until he got injured, but so I is he mean, gonna be yeah. able to play this week? Do you know? Probably. I, I mean, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I think just with the new concussion protocol, everyone's being extra safe. So. Yeah. No one wants the to. Uh, incident on their hands yeah for sure awesome you guys got any other notes nah nothing good sweet well good luck to everyone in week seven of your fantasy lineup and hey make sure to follow on socials on tiktok on instagram make sure you support the boys share the channel all that yeah yeah we're trying to grow as much as we can keep making content for you guys well i'm out from blake quinn and cole see ya see ya bye